Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hi Mark. Hi gang. Joe Branton. Hola. How's it going? I feel great. How do you feel today, Mark? Very well, yeah, I feel, feel pretty good actually. Matt, yeah. how, how are you feeling? I feel tip top. Do you? Do you wit? Absolutely you know, quality. See, see, what I've spent my weekend doing was, I mean actually I was working all weekend, but it was quite sort of low-key, been eating quite healthily, you know, the sort of things that a human being needs to do to survive, keep going and stuff. How about you, Matty? Did you do a similar sort of... I did. I, I actually hung out with you, Mark, and we had a very good time. We did. Yeah, we did. We. Uh, I made us a nice dinner, a bit of fish, like sweet vegetables. Um, yeah. It was great, like really nutritious. Jay, sort of, similar sort of thing? Well, not really. I, I mean, it was my birthday this week, but, you know, I didn't go too mad. I, you know, we, we had like a couple of nice days out. Got some, I'll tell you what, we got some sun. The sun was really nice. I had some nice vitamin D on my skin. Beautiful. Uh, you know, I drank loads of water because I've re- The thing is, I, I, you know, it was my birthday, so I knew I was going to be out and about. And what I really wanted to make sure was I didn't get too hungover or too dehydrated. So I drank loads of water. And like every time I had a beer, maybe not every time, but every other time, I'd have a, I'd have some water afterwards. Yeah, I mean, Joe, what'd you get up to? Yeah, how are you feeling? <laughs> that was like the ultimate of all build-ups. That was, that was one minute and forty seconds of the podcast worth of building up to this. Yeah, I, I played a festival in Austria, and now I think I'm going to die. Okay, you feeling bad? No, but I don't think it's because of that. I think I've just mm. got. I think I ate some off onion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was all, my favorite. My favorite line is always like, "Oh yeah." You know, I, I don't think they clean the li- don't think they clean the lines. I think it was maybe like twelve pint. Like I, I heard they haven't been clearing the lines properly. Joe, you do know that um, although we have to act like it sometimes, we're not actually your parents, and you don't have to lie about the <laughs> yeah. fact that you've been on a no, booze no, it bender. It genuinely, it genuinely kept came, up on goofballs for three days in a row. It was it was nothing. So actually, actually, I tell you what, we did get to this this festival in in Austria. Um, 
and uh, like the only well as far as I can tell the only airport in Austria is in Vienna which is certainly where we were that's, flown into that's not true well <laughs> it, it was certainly the only one they decided to fly us into which okay. is, which is well, you know, mean, right, you, right near the Hungarian border sort you of thing. can't fly into two airports at once well no you can't <laughs> and then but the festival we had to go to was right on the Italian border which okay. is literally the other end of a country that's only five miles long anyway and all they sold on the roads was uh, out of date onions is that right no 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 I had the onions back here since I've been back but no we, we got down there so we like, three hours there five hours to get there I mean they haven't even had there, there were no, no such thing as a vegetarian in, in, in the parts of Austria that we were stopping okay. in let alone a vegan so I, I hadn't eaten anything for quite a while but no we, we got to the festival it was, it, was a, it was a vegan hardcore festival so it was pretty cool but uh, yeah there was um, yeah we got there at about like two three in the morning everyone was really hammered we watched sort of the end of this last band who were exactly like and looked exactly like the omar rodriguez lopez group turns out it was him it wasn't no no okay. we watched them and then as it finished some hammered austrian fella right. turns around to us realized that we were english and he's like oh, you're english and i don't know why i gave him a sort of french yeah a bit weird <laughs> and we were like yeah and he was like speed or weed and that <laughs> That was the uh, the festival. Okay, good. Yeah. Good that you... I mean, obviously you said no to both of those things. Yeah, um, absolutely. As a representative <laughs> of Guitar Nerds Limited, I'd expect nothing less yeah, uh, of course, from of you. Course. you are. Uh, we're a PLC now, actually. Oh, yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're, um, we're a conglomerate. We're oh, a conglomerate. Right, cool. Okay. We're actually uh, we're actually a country now. Mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We're a country. Yeah. Um, uh, the state of guitar nerds. I mean, the state, the state of guitar, of guitar nerds. It's over there, I'm telling you, honestly. Um, but it's nothing to do with that. I genuinely have food poisoning. I, I don't think that's true. You've been out on a bender for a whole week. But I've been back for a day. Oh. So if Joe has... <laughs> Basically, you're be right, sat in the middle. No, I've, got, I've got this. If Jay needs to, uh, if Joe, Jay, Joe, if Joe needs to dart off at any point during this uh, this podcast, that's the uh, four minutes thirty explanation of why. Um, so, as always, thanks for joining us for the podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. If you're watching on Amplify, ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds, where every week we do this for a whole hour every Tuesday night from eight thirty UK time. Jay Cross is in the chat, I believe. I am. Um, have you got some people in the chat? People, yeah, watching? there's a, there's a few people. Hanging Hanging out, so hello Good. to everyone who's uh, who's hanging out in the Amplify chat room. Good. Uh, feel free to let us know what's been going on. Any uh, new gear days? Any uh, noisy motorbikes? No, noisy motorbikes. Um, I did. I tell you what, I had a dreadful commute home from work. I think we all have had a bad commute home from work today. Mine was Matt's, great. I got uh, a lift. Okay. Yeah, you got a lift. Matty sounded like it was bad. Mine was really bad. It sounded like that the bus driver, like they, uh, she was complaining that we were running late and then like she couldn't change the ticket machine so she phoned up the depot and was like no one's ever shown me how to change the ticket Brilliant. machine and it's like surely it goes in one way or it goes in, oh, oh, sorry it goes in one way or it goes in the other anyway uh she then like started saying something about how the dog that was on the bus had like done a poop and uh like tried to kick us all off the bus and we were like there's no poop. Like, please, can we just carry on? And she was like, oh, no, I'm not sure. Was Joe Branton driving the bus? Joe, it was Joe Branton driving right, the bus. Okay. Josephina Branton. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, but yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, everything's great. What was the question? I don't know. We should talk about guitars, probably. Yes, yes this sorry. This is the Guitar yes. Nerds podcast. Bringing it back around. Um, Matt Knight, you got a new yes. pedal today, by the looks of things. What did you I get? I actually got two. Okay. I actually got two. What did you did get? You? So... Yeah, so on my cont- in fact, I've got another one coming tomorrow as well. I've gone a bit mental, and uh, I've decided to buy loads of pedals, okay. and I'm going to plug them in all 
separately and then completely rebuild my pedal board and then sell the ones that I'm not using. Right. Keep, keep, the, obvi- keep the obvious classics, um, but, uh, you know, just have a change around. But I did add to the um, to the Dan Electro collection, so yes. people on uh, Ampli.fi can see that. What was that? That's the, the hash, hash browns. Brown. What, is, uh, what is the hash brown? It's a flanger. Okay. So this, what, um, what else do you think is synonymous this, with hash this browns? This was... This was seven pound fifty. Sweet. So for those who don't know, Matt Knight is steadily building the. Uh, is it called the Food Series? Is that what it's? I, I, that's what we've been calling it. Yeah. So the um, Dan Electro mini pedals, all named after food items, various sandwiches, etc. Um, they bought out a range. What ten years ago? Fifteen yeah, years this ago? This is like actually that? yeah. This is copyright nineteen ninety nine. Well, there actually. we go. So seventeen years ago. Um, um, this is a vintage pedal now. Yeah. It's, um, you know, officially vintage. Certified vintage modern classic. Yeah. Stir fried. Uh, fried. fried. Stir fried hash brown. I've made that before, actually. Yeah, weird. Um, so, how many more have you got left to go now, Matt? Uh, probably about 20. <laughs> 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 they made a lot of pedals. Um, how many have you got? Four. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm being very sparse with the ones I'm getting. There's actually, I've discovered there's some rarities that don't come up very often. Uh, the amp doesn't come up very often, which is the uh, the bacon and eggs. Which is the amp in a pedal? Uh, yeah, that doesn't come up very often. I think you've got to be careful um, about this, Matt. Like uh, one of my one of the things that I can't handle is is like I hate spoilers. Yeah, and so like whenever I'm watching a show or anything, I won't post about it on Twitter or Facebook because I don't want anybody to like spoiler it. And I just feel like you're really opening yourself up to people who listen to this podcast being like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna keep an eye out on eBay, and yeah. then I'm just gonna just well, like, actually, hijack I, Matty. I, I, I kind of think the opposite. Like, people have been tagging me in posts yeah, yeah. being like, oh, this has come up. And actually, someone did tag me a few months ago where someone was selling the entire collection. Um, oh, man, why didn't you get that? Because it was like 350 quid. Yeah. And yeah. I was like... Um, but then talking of that, that that sort of range of money, I did um, text you boys today to say that, because um, I'm always on eBay, uh, that a Montreal Assembly count to five went for £300 on eBay today. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, mine is I bet on- that guy's gutted because he just emailed everyone today saying there's a new run of pedals come out I- and everyone on the forums has been like, yep, I'm going to order one. I also um, got that email and thought exactly the same thing. So mine is not actually made it onto my pedal board yet because I don't really understand how it works. So I've been like trying, I played some guitar this week actually and I played the, the Count 5 and just trying to understand it is difficult. So mine may be coming to eBay shortly but maybe not now that he's announced that there's a there is a run of pedals coming. So yeah. now that you know I, it's um, worth less than yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I went to see the band Alma recently. Yeah. Who also have one on their board, and I asked Pete, the guitarist, about it afterwards because I didn't see him use it, and he was like, "No, I can't work it out." Yeah, <laughs> I can't work it out. There, uh, yeah. God knows, God knows. I need to spend a bit cool, more time though. with it. Really, yeah. yeah. They are they're great. They're cool sounding pedal. I just haven't really figured out how to control it. Like I can make it do weird stuff and make it do like a basic loop and things like that but I can't really make it do the weird stuff in a usable way 
like how I've seen it used in videos. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I want to be with it before I decide whether I want to sell it on or not. So, um, But yeah, cool pedal. What was the other thing that you bought today, Matthew? You said uh, you bought so a couple pedals. In my new continuing saga to do with my new job, and this is just like a personal quest, I'm buying modded boss pedals. Okay. Um, because I'm comparing them to standard boss pedals to see how much they differ. Um, and I actually bought a Keeley modded SD1. Um for That's, people who can see it on the on the the live stream it's there it's on kind on of screen. one of the most popular sort of modded pedals yeah, on the market I, yeah. but i got this like ridiculously cheap um considering that i think when key because I, I it suddenly dawned on me when i bought this that keely doesn't mod pedals anymore i no. was like oh yeah there's there's nothing on their website so i haven't modded pedals for obviously i probably a year a couple of years now and these were well over a hundred quid um, but I haven't taken a screwdriver to it yet and opened it up and seen what's changed. But I think it's mainly the op amp, the little chip inside. Um, I think that's changed. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to playing. Oh, and it's got a blue LED. So obviously the most important thing to yeah. any tone. So they- I've got a modded G7 and a modded SD1. And I've got a Boss PS2 turning up in the uh, post tomorrow. Only the best Boss pedal of all. Yeah. A modded Classic. PS2. I, yeah. I love the modded PS2. You could buy games from like Japan. You play them. You put write them onto a DVD. PS1 games. Yeah, you know, play plays PS1 games. You didn't have to do that thing where, uh, like, you had to like open the open the disc when the laser got to a certain point and swap the disc yeah. around. Awful, oh. awful. Um, so, um, well, that's good. Yeah. One thing you did point me towards this week, talking about boss on eBay. Someone is selling. Remind me what it was called. It's the the desktop version of the GT8. Oh, the GS10. 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 45 of your fine English pounds There's for a- possibly one of the worst products that uh, Boss ever produced. So and I'm going to say that. So it was... Yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful. It was terrible. <laughs> in case there's anyone inside... Is that the official party line there, Matt? Yes. What if someone... No, that, that's, that's the official Guitar Nerds line. Okay, but, gotcha. Um, this isn't... The, I'm distancing myself from that. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was basically a desktop version of the Boss GT8 that had speakers built in and did it have like backing tracks and stuff oh wow yeah i i, I don't know I, I, it, do you know what it reminds me of and i thought and i haven't i hadn't thought about this for a long time until i saw that and i was like when i first started working in guitar shops and we had like you know you had all the the boss stuff on display and when we first had like a kind of roland planet install which is like a an area where everything boss and roland is on display we used to have things like the br800 cd and yep. the br1600 and like that was the thing before people like as computer recording as popular it is as it is now like oh yeah we'll just bounce everything down onto cd it's like i just you, you can pick those up so cheap now yeah um as like a portable re- recording solution and that the gs10 was effectively i think the same thing but just without the the kind of multi-tracking yeah uh, capabilities do you remember there was a time when uh, manufacturers were really trying to cram multi-tracking into multi-effects so there was like a Digitech one that had an 8 track recorder built into a large multi-effects pedal it would be like a GNX 4 or something I think it was um, just I don't know why for some reason that was I think it was they suddenly realised okay well, everyone's buying into computer recording and like recording at home is really popular but the sort of people that will buy a big GNX 4 
aren't perhaps the sort of people that are going to go out and investigate a sound card and how to record on there. Yeah. It, it was, was like the the old man solution for recording. I think my uh, <laughs> in my fact, I've just found a photo of of the uh, Digitech GNX3 oh, no. discontinued guitar workstation. Um, Dis- I think it was. And which one was that? Because that I think was what I was. That is the so five buttons. Oh, yeah. uh, with an up and down bank control and expression, and then obviously all the kind of multi effect stuff, and then yeah, like the tracking controls on the side. Yeah. yeah. So like stop, record, play, forward. You know, an amazing the, failed uh, product. Yeah, yeah. That, that was um, really big. Digitech are quite good at, at, at doing those. Whilst they they do some great stuff as well, they're quite good at making oh, just a- absolute failures. Do you remember the massive multi effects unit that you needed to insert an iPad, oh, stick your into? iPad into? Wow! Yeah. And, and, and it was all it was all pre lightning. The IPB. It was like, yes, oh, this, and the problem, yeah. the problem with that is like it it came out. They they reacted too late. Yeah. So by the it time came it came, so late. well by the time it came out, Apple then went, oh yeah, we just released an iPad Mini, and did you say it was just like, oh, and it, it was literally it was like a that. it was like a two hundred too pound big product. I think it was like two two or three months before they shifted from thirty pin to lightning, it was and it un- only had like a thirty pin connector, and it was unbelievable. Like yeah. what um, a redundant product. Yeah. Also. The other one that I always think of with Digitech is the Eric Clapton Crossroads. Yeah. Oh, of um, course. <laughs> that had two. <laughs> that had had eight of his favourite sounds, including Layla twice. Yeah. <laughs> Layla electric and Layla acoustic. But then, um, it, oh, but then again, they pedal. did over the last couple of years. They have brought they've it around. Really they've really themselves. brought it out a little. Oh yeah, no, like, don't get me wrong. Know, the mosaic, the, the mosaic, the, the Polaris. Yeah, yeah they are yeah. all um, brilliant. The supernatural. Yeah, absolutely, what absolutely. Great delay. And don't get me wrong, I think Digitech have produced some of the best but I, I think like the Jam Man Stereo was my preferred alternative to the RC30 I thought it did more and, and had more on it was, and made more sense to me than the RC30 did um, I never re- I never really liked the Jam Man fair enough not the normal Jam Man I think normal yeah, Jam yeah. Man was absolutely balls but the Jam Man Stereo the four button one I thought was great and yeah, had something you over it down the patches. and I thought that yeah, for that yeah, reason yeah. it had Without... something over the RC30 yeah um, and uh, and the Digitech timeline uh, timeline time bender yeah I still think is one of the best most interesting delays that's, that's oh, yeah, kind definitely. of out there on the market and you pick those up for 100 quid they they get it on the money as much as they get it off but they they get it off uh, but the uh, as much as they get off yeah exactly the um, the Eric Clapton pedal do you, does anyone remember the box that it came in yeah it was massive it, was it had a huge. big power supply in it as yeah, well yeah yeah it was uh, but I mean if if, uh, if listeners you imagine you know the, the pedal was ordinary um, ordinary stomp box size the, the box was uh, uh, was like four times the size of that yeah it was, it was a huge big box yeah they definitely yeah. got some like Got some boxes from Electro Harmonics on the cheap or something like that. Just, yeah. Oh, just, yeah, just kind of them. Just fill it up with something. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, should we do some news? Yes, um, let's do some news. Before we do that, can I just uh, jump in with something that uh, I did this week that I think... Uh, what? You never have personal I know, news. I know, and I do this <laughs> week that I think uh, Matty and Joe especially will be into. In the, um, So I went to see this band uh, over the weekend uh-huh. um, who I'm really into called Nova Twins right. and uh, they're like they're kind of a bit of a weird they're a bit weird they're like almost like a grime punk band yes. kind of uh-huh. kind of but um, and like it's like they it's all done live and it's uh, they're just a three piece guitarist bass player and drummer although the band is really only the, the guitarist and the bass player but live 
it was just absolutely incredible and the bass player just had the most amazing rig like just it was so mental they had like I, I couldn't see the entire pedal board but it was huge it was it was massive and uh she used this like big by the looks of things diy switching system and everything was everything was plugged into this switching system so she could only turn on and off pedals with like using the switching system it wasn't it wasn't a gig rig and it wasn't an es8 it was something similar to that and everything was underneath uh was on like a bottom tier so she couldn't change any of the settings or anything like that right but then she had a tier above where she had from what i could tell a two octave pedals one that went up and one that went down but they were both uh, set to momentary controls and the rise time was really really um was like really long so right. like you you almost she was almost able to get that sort of like dubstepy like you know when you get like that warp type oh, sound that's quite cool and she was doing that's that all, such a good it was idea inc- honestly it was absolutely incredible i sort of like there wasn't that, that many people at the show and i sort of like just shimmied along so that i could see like and i just was like hello there hello there what, what were the octavers uh, i don't know i couldn't like I, I couldn't see i couldn't get that close but like it was just it was such a cool setup nothing i've never seen anything like it before it was absolutely brilliant and they are back in brighton uh at the end of next month and and what's that going? nova twins nova twins i'm oh, gonna yeah, try and uh, I'm gonna see if i can get an interview with her That'd yeah, be cool, to, to just do like a pedal ball run a uh, pedal ball showcase because it was so Drink. cool playing a uh, west tone thunder no less really mm-hmm. oh i've got a soft spot for those bases. yeah they're, they're great super cool and I was, the i was gutted that i missed that show i really wanted to see them they were really cool and the guitarist was using a double jet a gretsch double jet yeah and uh, also doing my new favourite thing which is she had two mics she had one which she just did like her straight vocals in and she had another one which had like all the effects in and occasionally she'd like push them together so that she could use both at the same time but like primarily was just able to differentiate between having like straight vocals and having like a space echo type it was they were so good such a cool band and like just a setup that I've you know, it's, it's really cool. You sort of think, oh, yeah, I've sort of seen it all, you know. We've seen it all. And then I read an interview with them today, and they were just like, yeah, we just kept getting pedals, and we just put, like, they apparently didn't go out looking for specific things. Just like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's just try and fit that in somewhere. And it's just it's great. <laughs> it's so cool. So cool. Have they thought about a Digitech bass synthwire? Because <laughs> the I've, ultimate. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it is. Cool. Well, let's um, the bus auto wire. Let's try and get them on the uh, yeah the, yeah that's a that's another with, with the vowel. Setting, that is a good one. You can select the first and last vowel. Personally, I would, instead of that, I would go Boy. for the uh, Line Six auto filter, uh, which is a cool and very cheap pedal. Yes, um, I imagine it we is. should try and get them on the show, Jay. Uh, yeah, it's probably a good point actually to mention. If you haven't, uh, if you're not on the Facebook group and you, you don't know already, we um. I did an interview recently with Brian Wampler from Wampler Pedals, um, and we put it out over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, um, but it's free, unlike the rest of the Patreon Patreon content up there, um, we put it out for free, so anyone can go on there and download it and listen to it, um, I think you can listen to it on the Patreon app as well, um, and we're going to be doing some more of that, guitar nerds interviews, or guitar nerds meets, I don't know what we're going to call it yet, um, so that was a little free taster. And if you sign up to uh, to Patreon, we as well as the 
weekly half an hour of content we're going to be dropping interviews and stuff on there as well so swag yeah should be um should be rather cool indeed right let's move on and do some news on another quick note okay just before we do the news um i would just like one to more say, thing yeah um so you know i obviously went to austria we we yeah. flew to austria um and in fact you helped me out because you lent me a uh got the base case flight case for did you leave my did you leave my rock against bush sticker on there i left all your stickers on there yeah it's fine it was <laughs> austria it wasn't a problem but, yeah uh so yeah so i took two bases in Hiscock cases and I took my uh, Novo th- my pedal train Novo th- uh, 24 yeah. in a flight case my guitarist took his Novo 32 in a flight case and um, his two guitars how much got smashed up? all of it <laughs> what? Really? all of it I just thought I'd use the oh, podcast man. to drop this news on you wait what's going on with my case? everything British Airways wrecked all our gear but really? no, no, not quite. Okay, no, good. No, I just wanted to. I just wanted to wind you up, sort of live. Okay, on. good. No, uh, but they did actually smash everything um, a bit. Uh, Still not filling me, me with confidence. No, your your case is fine. Your case good. is fine. But um, all the cases were had the the uh, like like new cuts in them, sort of thing, where the plastic had been knocked in on right. the underside, and uh, both the pedal boards were cracked as well really the the, the our guitarist's 24 kilogram novo 32 quite quite badly on one of the tops like the the, the wood paneling in there and bear in mind all these his cocks are if anything the market leaders of, of flight cases yeah and um and pedal train probably the most popular brand for flight cases you know they may not be the best but they're still they're not you know they're not bad at yeah. all and yeah cracks on on all of them so uh, so touring bands, British Air. I mean, flying is is a dangerous thing for you to do with your gear anyway. But um, you, your case got got away perfectly lightly. A, yes. li- a little sort of mark on the bottom. Mm. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, fine. we can talk about this off air and yeah. how much you owe me and all that. Yeah. Um, right. Let's do some news. Nude. First up, Walrus Audio announces the three eight five overdrive. Matty, what's the details? Yeah. So this is quite a cool one, actually. It is based off, and you wouldn't believe this, a vintage film projector. Okay. Um, what? And, I, and I've sort of seen this wait, before. Wait, and wait, I've done... wait. What? Yeah, th- this is the weird thing. So there's a company um, called Bell & Howell who used to make film projectors, um, like proper old-school film projectors, that are, as with everything then, basically valve-driven. Um, and they sort of had like an inbuilt speaker system or an output to a speaker system for projecting movies. And because it's a valve amp, people were effectively converting them into amplifiers. So if you sort of know what you're doing, it's an easy co- convert into into a valve amp. So they're sort of picking up popularity on the second-hand market, like two, three hundred dollars. So not like massive money but people are buying these old film projectors and turning them into amps and they overdrive in a very natural way because they're using all these kind of you know this vintage preamp so walrus audio have basically copied that overdrive sound so they've taken that as inspiration and built that as their kind of guitar overdrive slash amp in a box um so bass and treble volume and gain so like standard controls but they've just really tailored the sound towards this um this old film projector i love that um, idea 
Yeah, well, basically, the film projectors are a dual 6v6 output. Um, so kind of low-powered Fender, so like a old Fender Princeton or, you know, a Deluxe or something like that. So one of those ones that where you start to crank it, it starts to get that kind of real gritty sound to the kind of low end, um, you know, for that real kind of... You see a lot of guy, kind of blues guys like sort of cranking those old Fender amps for sort of that just that super clean sound but there's just that little bit of hair on the top end yeah um, and it gets quite compressed as well because the 6v6s are fairly low powered so they've kind of built all of that into into this pedal so yeah 199 dollars and pre-orders available now but that's cool that's the walrus uh 385 sounds cool um, did uh, you yeah. might have mentioned i want it one of those I'd... film projectors now what yeah. was what was the reason behind 385 being the name is that the model of the uh, projector that's, that? that's the model of the film right. projector right. Yeah. yeah the yeah. 385 filmo sound projector classic great name matty while we're while we're talking about valves and while i remember yes mullard valves they're yes. the nice expensive ones aren't they that people love yeah, you, I, they're not a company anymore. No. Um, the, the reason I ask is someone I know has found a crate of Mullard valves. Cool. Um, I will buy them all for a very small fee. Yeah, weird, weird. <laughs> um, I have a jumper with Mallards on it. Mallards or Mullards? Mallards. Okay, just a pair of Mallards. Yeah. Good, good. Um, okay, Matt, I'll keep you informed. I just wanted to check that that yeah, was... Um, uh, they, I mean, I've I've had a couple of ants with the old ones in, and it's great if you can still still find them. Yeah, uh, well, and there I are mean, some. Com- well, because the thing is now is most valves are either Russian built or like Chinese built, so it's rare to get British built valves or or American ones. And I know Watford valves sell some valves that are like four hundred quid a pair. Wow, they're designed to be like you know the same sort of thing as the mullard. So if you can find an amp with mullards in it i don't know who makes them now i think some are available but i don't think they've been no, they're, they're definitely not made in the uk anymore as well as far as i'm aware they're not well someone is in for a windfall then because they've got a crate of original mullard valve so yeah. i shall, uh, shall days. pass on the info should we talk about the coolest named pedal to come out this week this is not a cool name it is a cool name this is the j rocket audio designs hooligan fuzz what's the deets matt uh this is a so i think if people listen to the podcast regularly might remember a few weeks ago we were talking about the tour series of j rocket pedals um so they're kind of older kind of spam can um i think we described it last time looks like a can of spam sized pedals uh yeah into these new kind of silver smaller what they call tour series ones designed for kind of smaller pedal boards and uh, a little bit more heavy duty gigging um and this is the version of their wtf fuzz um so a few tweaks from that um i think they've kind of changed a couple of the um couple of the circuit bits inside just change the sound slightly from that pedal but the idea is that you get everything from kind of very smooth kind of like a proco rat um to what they call the trombetta horn sounds um so basically (laughs) stupid stupidly fuzzy sounds that sound great at home but ultimately become maybe slightly unusable um but yeah more of that kind of proco rat sort of the the pedal that i always find borders on distortion and fuzz yeah because to me a rat pedal's never like fuzz it's more like a, a high gain distortion but not like a metal amp yeah um but yeah it's great because the the enclosures on these are really nice and kind of like 
they're nice and tidy for a pedal board so top mountain jacks are not too wide and it's got a gunk control on it so every Who, pedal what else did you want yeah i like it hooligan exactly with the gunk um let's talk about let's um we've got limited time so we'll skip over that one so um fender's new ios tuner has anyone used it yet? Oh, why have they? But are they jumping on? No one's going to use that instead of Boss's one. Oh, they may well do. Matt, have you had a chance to have a look at it yet? I have had a chance to look at it, but I haven't had a chance to use it. So I've just been reading um, a few of the bits on it. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult because they they kind of the, one of the features I think they build into it is that it's kind of like supposed to be like pitch perfect, but they're saying like auto-tune, pluck a string and the app hears the note and guides the player to the perfect pitch, which is just like Isn't any that just normal a tuner. tuner. Yeah. yeah, I know. So I'm like, uh, um, yeah, I until I actually use it, I don't know it just how sounds something much better that's it's going to be, be a bit like, like... You know those, those Fender effect pedals they did, the delay and the drive? Yeah. And it's just another thing like that. Well, well, we'll see. I think before next week, one of us should download it and we'll give it a... Uh, give it a full review yeah definitely the the actual screen itself looks nice and it does look good for beginners but ultimately you know someone creates something where there's a gap in the market and everyone sort of follows suit so I think it's just down to personal preference and the thing is there's been tuner apps since you know people really started using iOS as a platform yeah. for guitar so people have been using the same tuner for a couple of years and now and the TC one has become like a bit of a standard hasn't it like that seems the one that I seem to see on most people's phones yeah I mean the one that I use is um, let's see if I can find it and the one I've used for ages is the I've got the boss one on here but I've got uh, just a guitar toolkit which I think was two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah but it came with a tuner that things. tunes loads of different it it does it allows you to tune different scales. The toolkit is quite good, isn't it? it? Yeah, having yeah. the metronome and and the sort of scale gives you guides. different chords and stuff like that yeah. as well, which is quite handy. So I th- I find that nice because it's so if you play something and you're like oh that chord's a bit weird, I wonder if it actually kind of exists, and then you're like oh and then then you can kind of work things out from that. So I, I think um, it's a, a great tool. The the toolkit I think is two ninety nine, really well spent, especially if you tab out songs and you you maybe. You, you know you don't know the name of sort of every chord that you're playing which I think is quite quite common I mean in your you rubbish ma- music there's not really any chords is there yeah, well they're well, just exactly made up it's, yeah pretty much yeah. but exactly so an app like that tells us what they are okay I mean fine. when I uh, I've like dipped for my mates bands and stuff in the past and whenever I've been trying to learn their songs because I'm well not very good at guitar or bass really or, you've never said that I know it's weird isn't it or like just like learning how to play learning then like i don't i can't tune by ear not really like i can i can tune in reference to something else but like if i'm trying to learn a song or whatever i will quite often i've got the clear tune app on my phone which i've yeah, had clear since like, tune I used to have. i've had it from, since like i think i downloaded it in 2010 okay. it cost me three quid and for the seven years or whatever i worked in the guitar shop i used it every single day one of the best purchases i've ever made but like whenever i'm like trying to learn other people's songs if i listen to the record i'll just be like uh, they'll be like, oh, and a, cool, <laughs> pro. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to go about it. You couldn't just listen to the record and work it out. Unbelievable. Let's do one last bit of uh, news this week. And Matt, the- here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is something that I think appeals to you and uh, other people with massive pedal boards and massive guitar rigs. Um, Mr. Boogie, you have launched a line of signal management products. Now, what exactly does that mean? Is that like the fat controller? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would actually be a great name for like an interface for uh, a pedal board. Call it the fat controller. And that's, then just... that's the name of the next boss uh, multi-switching system. Above it's the ES16. ES5, ES8, fat controller. I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, they are basically a range of buffers, line drivers, and interfaces for pedal boards. Yes. Um, so kind of entering the realm of the utility effect, I suppose, as um, most people sort of decide to call it. Um, so they do like a, dr- a direct buffer, so just sort of in and out for kind of driving signal chain. Um, the high wire is... A similar thing but it's got an onboard boost control which is foot switchable and then an effects loop that you can run all your effects in so it works like a, a single effects loop switcher but it also helps drive the signal along as well okay. so it's got a buffer in there uh, the clear link and the clear link I think they call it the pro I think one's a receiving box and one's like a send but it's like a, they're like dual buffers so I think they're kind of maybe people that are sort of going direct to P, uh, so PA or they're using an acoustic I think most guitarists are probably going to use the buffer or the dual buffer yeah um, but yeah just a range of cool sounding um, sort of you know proper class A um, buffers I think the high wire which is their their buffer's got a 3 dB fixed boost as well as the variable boost control on it as well. Okay. And if you hold the button down, it mutes the whole signal, so you can use it as a tune and mute as well, which is quite cool. I think these are very un um in that, you know, they're not flashy products, um, but they are, in a way, very boogie in that they look incredibly well-built. They're not cheap, um, but they'll definitely do the job. You know, they're, they're designed um, for well, very actually, specific things. One of the um, one of the features actually probably quite handy maybe for bass players who go oh I don't really want to use like a sans amp or anything like that the um, clear link receive takes any balance signal and turns it into a an XLR output okay um, so a little bit like a DI box but it's driving the signal and kind of altering the the level correctly so if for um, example you're using something like the sans amp VT rather than the VT 
yeah. Plus, is it? The one that's got the uh, XLR out? Um, it's uh, VT or VTDI. Oh, yeah. The, so if you're using the non-DI version, then this would actually be a good thing. So it would just turn a regular line signal into uh, an XLR, yeah. like a nice XLR out into the PA. So Yeah. yeah. So, so once again, sort of those utility pedals that are kind of just really handy and stick with you for a long time. You know, it's yeah. one of those things that you kind of build for a board and then it's, you don't have to change it. It just works. It's there. Um, and you know the sound's going to be good. They actually look really class as well. I think they kind of fit in with the rest of the boogie design, so they look like nice bits of kit. Yeah, cool, cool. Joe Brenton. Yes. How are you holding up? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm all right. You're there. You're looking pasty. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're all right. You're all right. Have you got enough energy in you to do the regular segment, Brand of the Week? Brand of the Week. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> lackluster! Yeah, yeah that's what a uh, boozy weekend in Austria it's will do to you. Nothing to do with the boozy weekend. It's definitely I've we've established whole day. we've established that it's not the bad onions that you've eaten, and it's a weekend of pounding the booze. <laughs> the booze was free. It was oh, well, there we go. Everything exactly. was free. Exactly. Everything. Was Nothing's free. free though. You're experiencing the cost right now. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Who have we got for brand of the week? <laughs> so this brand week? of the week, we're going for. We're turning it on its head a little bit. Uh, we got some good sort of constructive feedback on the Facebook group about it. So I decided to maybe lay off the uh, the completely bonkers sixties brand. Every week has no been ones. a yeah a bizarre sixties brand, which has been good. We've learned a lot. I think. Yeah, exactly. And I will do some more, but I thought I'd try to bring it back and maybe give people some more useful information. I did think it was cool and important for everyone to to you know if if you want that mantle of being a guitar nerd, I think you need to know about the weird brands, which is what I was doing but now I'm going to talk about something that is very different we've mentioned this brand maybe once or twice but very rarely because I'm going for the complete opposite this week rather than going for something 60s I'm going to talk about something modern um, but I'm going to talk about it uh, with an, uh, trying to explain a little more about where I think it could fit into uh, everyone's uh, everyone's guitar arsenal and why it's, it's, it's guitar arsenal if you will guitar arsenal oh, I'm reusing that okay um, so um the company we're going to talk about is the Swedish brand Strandberg. Um, and the reason I've chosen this company is because I think Strandberg make um, perfect all-rounder guitars. For people who are, um, who are searching for like a, a clinical perfection in their guitars. Yep. So uh, great if you want to try something different because uh, I think anyone can play them because they're so meticulously built. Um Although the guitars are made for sort of heavy players, uh, tech metal sort of players that are sort of in mind, and most of the players tend to be that, I do think it transcends that. Um, uh, and, and I guess you know fans. Mostly the pickups that come in them are active, so mostly you'd have you know you'd have to be a fan of active pickups, spalted, flamed, and bold wood finishes, that so sort of thing. Metal players, basically. You no, know, that sort of thing. Although I think it could be a great alternative for someone who might buy a PRS uh, yep. or sort of um, a high-end Ibanez. They're very modern, but they look incredible. They look like tailored pieces of furniture, and it's and I I, I think in a really good way. Um, Before you get too in, too deep into it, I think a good re- a comparison for the brand is someone like Parker, who yeah. back in the day were producing guitars that were technically perfect, yeah, um, and looked you know very unique, yeah. Um, but for a pl- real player's guitar, someone who's not that fussed about the kind of prest- you know the heritage of you know Fender or Gibson or even to an extent That's PRS, is, yeah, um, it's a really interesting brand, yeah. Um, so the 
Um, so as I said, they're a, they're a very modern company, um, and I guess their looks simply, so you understand what they are if you haven't seen them, they're characterized by having uh, headless necks, uh, very compact bodies, and fanned frets. Um, and they were, they were originally a, a Swedish custom shop that specialized in their, their very own patented ergonomic neck concept. And that's where this all came from. They designed a type of neck that was completely designed around perfect playing. Uh, which I'll sort of come back to you later. Yeah. But um, I guess it's a similar aim to a lot of modern companies that that the sort of search for perfection. But I will I'll read a little um, a little bit uh, from their their sort of website blog uh, uh, sort of blog section. It says we've engineered our components from the highest performance materials and eliminated all potential losses of energy in the strings vibration. We break down the other barriers that can inhibit. Uh, your inspiration, sorry, I cut the sentence out a little bit there. Um, the now iconic headless Bowden guitar, which is their main guitar, encompasses six, seven, and eight string versions that sound, play, and look amazing for all styles of music. So that's kind of the idea. They're seeking this, like, how can we make the strings resonate perfectly? I mean, for me personally, that sort of perfectly also means soullessly. Yes. But, <laughs> but, um, but it's still cool. So, um, so and that, and that seems to be their aim throughout the necks. Um, when I said the necks are this ergonomic neck design, because everything's fan fretted. Um, is they, it every, everything they do fan fretted? I'm sure since they the can do some aren't. non they do some yeah, non fan, yeah. but but this is their thing. Their thing was fan fretted because it's not just fan fretted. Their endure necks, as they're called, also have a diagonal squared profile that shifts along the course of the neck at the back, which encourages. Um, proper technique wherever you are on the board well so that would be hand positioning wherever you are i'd be useless with one of these then i know exactly i'll bend my thumb around for everything but it's uh, not just guitar playing not for everything um but <laughs> the, uh, um, just go to give someone a thumbs up and it's just at a right angle constantly <laughs> but the uh yeah so that, that's that's the idea about the necks and making them headless was in order to make them lightweight it's supposed to be so that you can you can play for longer. That's sort of the the idea they go. Okay. And, and it's the same same sort of thing they've gone for on the uh, for the body shape. The body shape's designed to be lighter. It's missing the bits that aren't necessary. But also, it's uh, it's designed to be um, to be sat with in that completely pointless and showy offy far leg. Really, they're going for yeah. the classical, uh, the classical sitting, secret, which which is the 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 shape of the body is is based on that. Okay, um, and and the fan fretting is quite extreme on the uh, on the Strandbergs. The the idea being obviously that you have a longer piece of neck at the base end and shorter at the high, so that your bass strings remain have the the tension that they require, yeah, and sure. your high strings are easier to bend, which which is a great which is a great idea. Um, and uh, the truss rod and hardware are all made from lightweight aircraft grade aluminium. Um, so they're supposed to be, you know, very, rock solid, basically. Yeah, rigorously reliable. And and uh, um, the the aircraft grade aluminium is supposed to allow the vibrations of the strings to pass in the body into the body relatively unhindered in comparison to sort of some cheaper nickel. I think it's a concept that will take off. Oh. Christ. Oh man! But that's kind of Strandberg. That's the thing with Strandberg. Now they're a custom shop. They've always been a custom shop, but recently they've introduced some stock lines. Now, 
if you wanted to get a Strandberg right now, you'd be looking at a two-year, three-year wait. Even for the standard stuff? No, that's why they've okay. now introduced a factory line of guitars. They're also will set you back about three or four grand, but they have introduced their own standard line, which are about £1,700 for a six, seven or eight-string Bowden in a number of finishes. The finishes are more, more limited because you yeah. can obviously literally have anything from their custom shop. But I think that's great, them moving into this slightly more affordable end of things and I really think I've, I've seen very few companies that have gone to this this sort of length to make a guitar that is perfect at what it does and I, I just think what a great like if you were going to get a modern guitar it then surely this is what you're searching for like yeah. if you're going to get a retro guitar then you're looking for the sound of a telly or the sound of a Les Paul as soon as you want something with EMGs in or something like that you don't want an RG you don't want um, Some people want an RG. No, no, okay, maybe an RG is a bad example, but you know, you don't want like a Horizon there's or there's no difference. There's no difference in in what you're playing. What you're looking for is that metal tone, which is based on perfection. Uh, so I, I guess, think, I, yes and no, but I guess, like you said, as soon as you stick EMGs in there, because of the way they sound and the way they compress and the way they react, they do have a tendency to make guitars sound very similar yeah but I, I probably put it uh, wrongly what all all i meant was um they're not you're not looking for the sound of an rg over a horizon yeah yeah, there's, yes, there, yeah yeah there's that that you're looking for that metal tone whereas yeah. you might look for a telly tone you might look for a les paul tone sure but you're not you're looking for that completely pure metal clinical sound. which isn't even metal's the wrong word but you're like pure clinical yeah. tone and this surely strandberg do that better than any company i've ever come across um i think they look absolutely wicked and very much worth sort of checking them out on uh um, on strandbergguitars.com uh, they've got a really interesting section um, called the anatomy of a Strandberg um, that explains all the all the sort of details But and they've got a gallery on there that shows um, uh, a previous custom shop and, and their own sort of made to measure section where you can build something if you want to have a butcher's at, at how much it would set you back to have your perfect Strandberg but um, they really are bonkers cool modern guitars that kind of look a bit like shotguns They've got a bit of a they're cross between a shotgun and a shark. Yes, I would yes, say. Is right. um, well, thanks for that. More um, okay. informative. Any plans for brand of the week next week? Um, uh, I tell you what, because we're going to Art Tangent Festival. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see what the weirdest thing we see is. There okay, and we'll and build uh, that yeah. brand of the week. Yes, Gitanad at uh, Art Tangent towards the end of this week, um, doing some video stuff and chatting some some uh, celebrity guitar players and stuff um think that's going to be uh, super cool all yeah. up on the youtube channel i guess we're speaking to tosin abasi we are that's gonna be great well let's hope so well let's hope so i've said let's, it now haven't yeah I? he's booked saying, in he's penned in so i'm saying he shouldn't he shouldn't, he shouldn't ever put anything out there because well, it might, all, might, it might all fall apart indeed oh, indeed man. let's say we're planning on talking to some cool guitar it's got some people. very some very good stuff lined we up. do indeed all over on the youtube channel probably i think it's going yeah. to be a, a video thing rather than a podcast thing so should we dive into questions questionable motives Good. Um, first up this week is actually a bit of a sad story. Oh no! Um, but oh. with a, you know, there's a n- fairly nice ending to it. So it's always darkest before the dawn. Indeed. John writes in and says, "How are you guys doing? Um, you may have talked about this before. Um, this is, I think, about his question towards the end of this, rather than the situation. Oh no. Um, I did miss a bunch of episodes because I was hospitalised for several months after having a life-threatening stroke. It's surprising because I'm uh, not a normal way and don't I'm." 
don't have any health problems. I was only 39. Doctors actually have no clue what caused it. There was a time when I really could not move. Rest assured, as soon as I could move enough to hit the play on the podcast app on my phone, uh, I was listening to the podcast. Now I'm on the road to recovery and listening regularly. Um, I have a bass question for you. It's all about your favourite bassist, Billy Sheehan, the man. Uh, and his signature pedal from EBS. What are your thoughts on it? I can see if you're chasing his tone. I can see if you're chasing his tone, but how is it otherwise? It's certainly not cheap, but since it has compression and distortion, which are similar effects, um, are, are you really getting both in one pedal? So, first off, um, John, thanks for writing in. Um, sorry to hear that you've been uh, off your feet for a little while, um, but, you know, glad that listening to the podcast is something that you would do in your... Can we like, to help you? Do you recover? think we can have that? Can we have that one? Can we have like guitar nerds cure strokes? No, I don't think we can say that. Right. I could say guitar nerds is a nice podcast to listen to if you're feeling a bit poorly. Okay, I think we, we'll go with that. A All bit, right. a okay. bit poorly. I yeah. mean, you're really undercutting the man. Well, here. you know, we've got John be, had a stroke. I realise that, but I don't want to make any medical claims that are untrue. Right. So if you're feeling a bit down in the dumps. Stick on the Guitar Nerds podcast and, uh, yeah, we'll probably make you feel a bit better. Yeah. Unless your problems are real bad, then, you know, they, you'll probably be about the same as when you started. Put that on the box. Right, okay. And what it. box? Put it on the box. <laughs> we should what release box? a box. Put a it cassette. On. We're going to release a cassette. Put it on the box. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, John, glad you're feeling well. Um, Billy Sheehan uh, pedals. Who's Billy Sheehan? I, <laughs> oh, you, do you God. know what? I was thinking about this the other day, and when I saw this email come through, um, we've not talked about Billy Sheehan for a long time. I mean, That's to be because fair, Joe's I, got a new... Uh, Joe, weird, it's, and it's not like Joe. It's not like Joe to like be, obsessed be really with obsessed something. with someone or something and then completely change his mind and go for... Go for someone else, I you know. Do how, do does your, how does your long-term girlfriend feel about your, <laughs> your personality? Yeah. Anyway, which of your favourite bass players is it we're talking about now? Uh, we're talking John about Russell. Billy Sheehan. Is oh, it, right, okay, yeah, okay. Billy Paul, Sheehan. Paul McCartney, I don't, Paul uh, Juan Alderette. Yeah, it's all about um, Eva Gardner. Eva Gardner. Juan might be off of the uh, off of the the, off the throne now that Eva Gardner is going to be the new bass player in the Mars Volta. Okay. I might only is that is that Eva like Gardner. is that is that's all really... That's basically. That's all you what care. You only like musicians who are in those rubbish bands that you like. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, so Billy Sheehan's pedal. Yeah. So EBS. So the EBS uh, Billy Sheehan signature drive pedal. Yeah. It was a. It was a great idea. One of the. One of the things that was really cool about it was that it had um, its own. Uh, its own effects loop, so that you could do something that was far more complicated than I could understand. Yes. It was uh, just so that you could run uh, compression before and after the drive, which was uh, which was a bonkers idea. It's a really good idea if you're chasing his tone. I think um, I think it's a it, it's a good method of of uh, it, it's a it's a good way to try and seek that. I never really got on with this pedal. I found it a little bit too much. Okay. Um too much in what sense? Too much Billy Sheen. Sheen. Is what, like a Billy Sheen preamp? And I realise that sounds like a silly thing to yeah. say, but that's, you know, is yeah. it just a Billy Sheen preamp? Right. Or? Billy Sheen uses a lot of compression right. on his drive tone because he plays a lot of solo bass. I don't believe for a second that he uses this same sort of setup in the winery dogs. Yeah because you just wouldn't be able to hear him when the guitar comes in. But when he plays solo bass, he he has a very super overcompressed 80s um tone which it, which almost takes him out of um out of the realms of it, it, his his 
it's too compressed to fill all the frequencies that a bass guitar needs to yeah in order to back up a band kind of like sucks up all that bass ends yeah exactly but because when you're playing bass solo which he's actually doing a lot of the time just the bass yeah um it doesn't really matter you want that real kind of like totally squashed sound so that all the little nuances in your playing and stuff are brought to the uh, brought to the forefront yeah um, and I guess that's what people are trying to emulate when they talk about getting Billy Sheehan's tone it's yeah, like I guess so. they want the they want that solo sound yeah. they don't want the nice you know normal bass sound that sits in the background in winery dogs for example yeah exactly so this this I think is great exactly for that perfect for those lead tones not very usable as a traditional bass drive if you were a bit of a Billy Sheehan fan didn't necessarily sound like him but liked his tone and wanted a drive pedal for your bass I don't think this is the solution at all far too over compressed I do actually think there are some other pedals that do this kind of slightly better that's stupid to say because obviously Billy Sheehan designed this pedal Yeah. but for from me not being Billy Sheehan I found I got you, better results are you not Billy Sheehan? No, no, apparently you not. Why are you on this chilly, podcast? Chilly I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I got better results um, from the Philosopher's Tone, the yeah. Pictronics Philosopher's Tone. Which he was using for a while. He used it before he made this pedal. So I know that's a, a compressor, obviously, but the uh, uh, the Philosopher's Tone has that grit control, yes. which does a very similar thing to the amount of drive you actually get out of the Billy Sheehan drive pedal because it's not incredibly drivey. It's actually quite a sort of safe, tame level of drive. And and I just thought, yeah, I thought the Philosopher's Tone kind of gave you all of that yeah, with a bit more control. I, I just preferred it personally, to be honest. But yeah, I would say for the amount of money that the EBS Billy Sheehan drive is, I think there are some better alternatives. Jacob says, uh, considering replacing my Blackstar HT5, currently used without a cab 90% of the time, with a Yamaha THR5 THR10. Anyone have any thoughts or experiences of the THR? Guys? Yeah? You yes. guys just stopped. You just both took your headphones off for the moment. Joe is yeah, freaking out because my fridge is making a really Your fridge is noise. noisy. It's because oh, right. you sit far away from the mic, so your mic's turned up. Quite oh, high. I, see. I, c- yeah. I couldn't work out what it was. Um, uh, when I get too close to the mic, you tell me off for being too loud. I've never, I've literally never done that on this podcast because I have a volume control. Unlike real life, where your voice is unbearable, <laughs> um, I can just turn you down. Oh, okay. Um, so Yamaha THRs, uh, THR five or THR ten to replace an HT five that is being used without a cab. I really like the THRs. I think they're really cool. I think they look yeah. great and I think they sound great. Yeah. I love everything about them. I really don't like the THRs. I think they look bad. I think they sound bad and I have nothing positive to say about them. Do you really not? I don't like them at all. Do you not even like... I, I even thought that the sort of modelling options were a bit more intelligent. No, I thought, yeah. that- I, I, um, I thought that for a long time and then actually when I spent a bit more time with it, I actually which, thought... Which one? Which, which, one really nice. which one did you think for a long time? You thought THR. THR. All right, THR. He, yeah. What um, he means is when he spent a little bit less time with me, all right, constantly he... <laughs> telling him, reminding him how, well, how much we, I... We, how did, much these... we did talk about this, like, probably about two months ago. Uh-huh. We had almost this exact same conversation did when we? a guy oh, was saying, what would you have amp-wise on an island? And I said, THR. And you were all like... Well, what do you THR? like about him like, so yeah, much? it's really good. Um, Matt, what I, do you I, like I really about him so much? I, th- I actually think they sound really nice, especially through headphones. A little bit quiet through the speaker, but they're not designed to be like on the floor. They're designed to be on a desktop, and right, you yeah. have them next to you, and they're yeah. kind of forward facing. But actually, it was the recording thing that I thought was really good. So if you've got like um, 
you know, if you're using an HT5 and you might be using the recording output and you want something that sounds a little bit better, you've got the um, USB output that gives you stereo recording and records a dry track all at the same time. So yeah. you can reamp stuff or you can just record dry guitar really quickly and then reamp it with like guitar rig so it's quite good for kind of laying down stuff like that That's cool. um but it sounded really good with acoustic um and some people people want to hear like acoustic with a little bit of effects and it was actually really good for that as well didn't they even um, make an acoustic version of it as well they did, the five, yeah. they did. The five watt. yeah well no that's that's the common that's the common thing people think that the five is five watts and the 10 is 10 watts and that's not true they're actually the same power it's just the 10 has more controls on the top panel. But when you plug them in via USB, they're exactly the same amplifier. Ah. That's interesting. And what's the other one? Did they released a dark green one as well, which I think was something Yeah, so they, did, they do a THR a 10. They do a THR 10C, which is all classic kind of like Marshall Fender sounds. and Marshall amps. Uh-huh. And is that uh, the THR, green one? No. No, no the, the X one. is the green one. That's the extremes. So that's got all the metal sounds in it. And then they did a 5 and a 5A. And the 5A had loads of different mics in it. So basically kind of modelled loads of different acoustic microphones. Yeah. Um, which was great, obviously, if you're a dedicated acoustic player um, and you wanted something really nice for your acoustic. Um, but the 10 was really good. But yeah, the 5 was ex- basically the same power, just it had um, a, si- a single tone control rather than a full tone stack. And there was one other control slightly different on top as well. I just I just didn't like them at all. I, the, the thing that I thought was good about them was they were one of the first... Um, one of the first amps that I can remember that had USB out. Yes. Yeah. And that wasn't dreadful. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of it going around and it, it just didn't work for a long time. Um, and I think that the, the THR was one of the first series of amps that did it really well. And I did like that about it. But then that whole generation of... Pra- a whole new generation of practice amps came out. And I, I kind of feel like the THR was like... It just came out at the wrong time. It was designed at the wrong time and then released at the wrong time. And um, you know, in fact, there's a um, there's a there's Jota Power from the uh, the Amplified group has, uh, from the Amplified chat has said exactly what I was going to say, which is the Black Star um, ID cores. Yeah. Which I just think yeah. do everything they that very the good. I think they do everything that the THR does but they do it better. And granted, they are a larger amp. Like, it's a bigger footprint. That's one thing that the THRs definitely do have. It looks good on your coffee table. Well, I mean, I don't really like the look of them, but they are very small, which is cool. You know, they're very small. I think that's that's the thing, is that you can't put the THR on the floor. You've got to put it on a desktop. It's like, if you put it on the floor, it just doesn't sound very good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so they are very small. um, But the the ID cores, I think, just do everything that, that... that 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 the THRs do, but they just do uh, like they do it better, and there's there's so much more going on with it. They've got the USB recording facility, um, as well as having the USB recording facility. They it comes with some software that allows you to import um, MP3s and WAVs, and it will slow them down. De- well, it won't slow them down, sorry, it will stretch them so that you can learn how to play. So like it, it stretching is like slowing down, but with pitch correction. So it will like you can put a song to half speed but it will also adjust the pitch so that it doesn't just sound like the you know it will it will sound like the song is playing correctly just slower so that you can learn to like solo over the top of it and stuff like that i just think it's such a great and i like i will fully admit that i was i've talked smack on black star a lot over the you know 
over the last few years, but I, I cannot fault the ID cores. I think they're such great practice amps. I don't think anything comes close to the, to to those when you're looking at when you're looking at a new practice amp. So, uh, Jacob, no definitive answer. It just depends <laughs> on whose opinion you trust more. Is it Matt Knight and Joe Branton or Jay Cross? Um, so, uh, yeah, there's some uh, definitely some options there for you. Jay, uh, we've got time for one last question. Is there anything in the Amplify chat um, that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, there was one uh, There was one question on here, and it was more of a uh, sort of personal question okay. as opposed to a sort of gear-related question. Okay. Uh, Harry wants to know, uh, is there one mod that you always wanted to make but have never pulled the trigger on? On to like a guitar or something like okay, that. Okay, fine. Matt Knight. Sustainiac. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I want to put a Sustainiac pickup in my guitar, and I actually don't know if you can buy them anymore. I've looked, and they're becoming difficult. But yeah, I, I kind of fancy putting one in my baritone SG. On the Les Paul. I know it would be. Yeah, but I want to. I put two in my 58 Les Paul <laughs> so I can get double the sustain. Proper. Um, yes, I, I kind of. That's the one thing I've kind of never pulled the trigger on, but I do definitely want to do it at some point. J Cross? Um, I don't think so. I was thinking about this and I don't think so simply because I um, I don't really enjoy doing that sort of stuff and I realise that's going to really give me put me at a disadvantage when we eventually get around to doing fun for a ton yep uh, because the modern I'm so excited about there's I mean that's what we're going to be doing is we're going to be like take take finding a, a sad guitar and making it better and um, make guitars great again. That's it. And I, I, you know, I feel like I'm going to have a disadvantage because I'm not going to know how to. I, I mean, I don't know. You're just going to spend 100 quid on a guitar and just leave it. Talk, Maybe. Talking about sad guitars and making them better, in fun for a ton, I found a um, an auction house that does house clearances in okay. Bedford. So I'm going to. I might try and get my guitar from there. Nope. That, that would be a sad guitar. Um, you uh, the the hundred pounds needs to include your train fare to Bedford and back. Uh, no way, definitely no, not. And and strings and stuff like that, we can't count that either. Uh, yeah, I reckon. We I can. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think you're strings. gonna get. To, you're just gonna buy like a really crap bass and put some like. No, it's a guitar. We're doing guitars. Okay, okay, but mine might be a hybrid. Joe Branton, what yes. What's the um, what's the mod that you oh, would do? Uh, bass B bender. Okay. <laughs> Does that exist? No, but I'd have to make it. Okay. He okay. said I'd want to do, but I'd never pulled the trigger on. I'd you want to make a bass be better? Yeah. Mine is um, refinish my P bass because the finish... Oh, it's such a bad ha- No, color. it's a great... F- I'd finish it in the same color. <laughs> I'd just get it in nitro um, because it's got like massive chunks of uh, paint that have come off where I've dropped it various times. Um, and if it was nitro, it would look... Um, like really nice and like slightly dented and row worn and stuff. Yeah, now just it just looks plastic and just cheap. looks like you know when squire. you you know when you if you bite like half a smarty and it just cracks around the edge. Uh, that's what my base looks yeah, like at the moment. True. So anyway, so those are the mods that we do. Um, if we you know felt like pulling the trigger. Um, thanks for um, thanks for joining us this week. We are over time, so we're going to wrap this one up. Thanks for joining us uh, if you've been watching live on Amplify, ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds, where uh, every week we do this for a whole hour and you get to watch us recording it live. Um, we also, uh, if, if talking about uh, extra content, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um, is the home of uh, the extra half an hour every week of guitar nerds content. 
And now, also, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the home of where we're going to do, like, interviews of cool guitar people and stuff. Gintaviews. Um, Gintaviews. Gintaviews. Um... And uh, if you want to access that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. From $5 a month, you get access to the half an hour episode and the interviews that we do. From $10 a month, you become an executive producer of the Guitar Nerds podcast and get your name read out thusly. (coughs) Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Marco, Helen Mirror, Mark Cross... J.D. Short, David Carroll, Ben Kingsley, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Jack Conroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, John Snow, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moose Gravit, Colin Anderson. Do you want to do the ones again that you did in a stupid way? I No, I did them all legitimately. Okay. I just added additionals. I mean, I heard did you not hear Helen Mirren in there. <laughs> I also heard John Snow. Okay. Yeah. And, right. and there was one more. Anyone Brad get it? Matt? Again. No. You, you put Brad Pitt in there Brad again. Brad Pitt was in there. Oh, okay, Brad, Brad Pitt was Brad, in there. Brad Pitt. What was the other one? It's good money for this. I know, I know. And but I made his name better. Name. And I made his name better. Um, yeah, you missed... What was the other one that I got in? Come on, guys. Then I didn't hear it. Ben Kingsley. Oh, I did hear Ben <laughs> Kingsley. Yeah. Ultimate. I was I was concentrating on my... Uh, baseline and um, okay. yeah they're very good well, I'm glad you read everyone thanks, out um, so thanks to everyone who contributes um, if you want to get involved patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds another way you can get involved is go to the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where you can submit questions feedback on the show talk to other listeners um, talk to people who clearly have no idea that we have a podcast uh, people that have joined us from the YouTube channel people that want to spam you with their awful awful uh, guitar lesson videos um, if you find those please tell us and we'll delete them um but yeah it's a whole barrel of fun over there another place that is fun uh, is twitter at guitar nerds instagram is also fun at guitar nerds and you can follow us individually on twitter um i'm at mark underscore random matt is matt underscore night cj is jaybm1 and joe is joseph underscore 900 thanks so much for listening this week do go and check out the free patreon episode um which is up on the page now um we're going to go and record a patreon a, a paid patreon episode um yes. about Blink 182's gear. Part 2. Part 2. Blink 18 Part 2. Yes. See you next week. Cheers, guys. Farewell, you lovely people. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.